Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with my good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. Monday morning, another fun Sunday slate of football. My team won, back in it. Charlotte's team lost, out of it, probably. Dave, your team undefeated. What are we doing here? This was a a, a spectacular weekend. Charlotte, I'm going to start with you. I was on with Bill Simmons last night. He's crossing off the Patriots. This is something we've not done in 15 years, let alone before Thanksgiving. Have you given up on him? I had the Texans on our parlay, which lost, but it meant the demise of your Patriots. Is it over? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it seems like it's over, but I also am not good enough at math to know if mathematically it's 100% over. So there's a tiny part of me that's like, well, it's Belichick. Maybe it's not over, but it's over. Like, it's over. It's done. This was terrible. I mean, the last seconds of that game when I Cam came back on the field when he they had like a, you know, one in a thousandth chance to mm-hmm. tie the game if he made some magic happen. And I just looked I was like, there's he's not going to do it. Like, I don't no. think he 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 just isn't. They're not clicking. There's not much to go. You know, like it used to be if you get the Patriots in that position, they get on the field and you're like, oh, there's a chance. And this time I was like, well, it sucks that we're going to lose this game. And then we lost. Yeah, this time and after we saw the Hail Mary by Kyla Murray last week, I was like, where does Cam have to get to? What yard line to to have a chance at the Hail Mary? He rears all the way back to throw. So you got to take into account those yards also. So I was thinking about the 17 or 18 yard line was maybe, maybe he could make it. But uh, yeah, not good. The the Texans, Deshaun Watson kind of did his thing, extended drives. Um, third downs, he converted third downs. He looked like the old Deshaun Watson. The Texans looked like they wanted to compete. Now, Dave, let's get to your team. Steelers undefeated. Go. This is all we wanted, right? All I wanted for Thanksgiving was Steelers to be undefeated at night because that's a nice storyline. And for Matthew Stafford to start that first game because we've seen the Chase Daniels and we'd seen the, the Blouse and all these other guys. I don't even know who the hell they are. Driscoll, whatever. Uh, I wanted Matt Stafford in the game, but then Matt Stafford gets shut out. I'm like, I don't even know what the hell I'm rooting for here. Steelers, though, undefeated. Savenge, the Savenge World Tour. You got the T-shirt in the background. It really looks like it's uh, coming to fruition here. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to shout out uh, Stafford, Deshaun Watson, and uh, and the entire rosters of uh, of both of those pro football teams because it affords us the chance, all of us, all uh, football fans, all, all people um, who are presumably going to be inside their four walls for the majority of Thanksgiving day. And generally, Oh wow. The football, it's a, it's a treat now because this may be the worst Thanksgiving game that I can think of. I mean, this game has zero value on any level outside of fantasy. So this green, which one, the Texans and the lions. Oh, a, okay. A, I thought you meant yours. I was like, no, no, no. It's a fun. Are they the early game? Up. Very, very early. Yeah, you could actually sleep through it here. That's what I'm saying. So if you it, lived it, on the West Coast, I, yeah. I, you know, it's always in conflict with uh, with the family turkey bowl. And um, thank you right. to both of those garbage teams. I will have zero. I, I will be parent oh. of the day because I won't have to be like, let me just check real quick what's happening in that game. I'll, I'll be fully focused mm. um, on the turkey bowl that'll be going on there. But yeah, um, to your prior question, it's it's too much for the Patriots to overcome now. It's it's sort of like in baseball, if you look at the standings at the end of August, 
you'd it, it's better to be eight back of one team than it is to be four back of three teams. Yeah. It's there are right. too many teams ahead of the Patriots for them to realistically catch up. Even if they sweep the table at this point, uh, the rest of the way, it's probably going to be too tall in order for them to sneak in unless there's an eighth team. That would be that would be their puncher's chance. But even with that extra playoff team this year, I don't think I think you got to go ten and six. Yeah. Even I if you, you do, right? Even if you do, I yeah. don't think there's going to be room for them unless no. maybe there's a head to head tiebreaker kind of thing that, mm-hmm. that goes in their yeah. favor. Can you guys just feel really bad for me for a second? Because I had a terrible no. football week. Just no. Listen to this. I the Patriots suck. They lost. Mm-hmm. They're out of it. Joe Burrow gets hurt. And I lost our stupid parlay because apparently if I bet, you know, tell me to bet against your team and they'll win. So I'm very upset and I need to be consoled. <laughs> Coming up, we're going to go over all the NFL action from yesterday. And our friend Bobby Carpenter is going to join us. But I'm burying the lead here. Charlotte got engaged this weekend. No. There are pictures online of you, clearly you, accepting a proposal no, from a man. No, 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 no. First what of happened? all, Go first ahead. of all, the picture that's going around is a stock photo or a meme of a girl getting proposed to by a guy at a fancy restaurant and they're wearing nice clothes. And then this couple behind them, the girl of that couple is looking at the person uh, getting engaged with her hand over his, her mouth and the guy who's there at this presumably nice restaurant wearing a Hurley t-shirt um, right. is looking like, oh my God, like, do I have to propose now? You know, and that's the joke. But the girl watching everybody <laughs> thinks that's me. And I even showed it to my mom and she was like, are you sure that's not you? And it's not me. I would not date someone who wears a Hurley t-shirt to a nice restaurant. Jim or Joel, can you pull that up real quick? I, I want to, we may have to do a poll to see if this is it's actually not you. not me. Let me just explain something. You say it's not you, but, and this is very, uh, this is probably the smartest thing I've said in months. You can't spell meme without meme me in it. Mm. Wait, you can't spell me <laughs> actually Times twice. Two, right. Twice you can't spell it without well, me. Well then in by it. your logic, since you're the one saying it, you're the girl getting it. You're the girl in the engagement meme. Oh shit. Did I just get engaged? Yes. Oh, maybe that's to it. a guy wearing a to a must <laughs> to Jim Cunningham. The, the right. thing with I, that Jim picture Cun- is the thing with that is that it drives me crazy <laughs> and and uh, is that so right. So there's the couple getting engaged in a public space or that restaurant and the woman who is plainly Charlotte. When you see the picture, you can tell it's obviously oh, there it is. There it is. That's, that's you. not me. And then the she's with what's what's <laughs> em, most you. embarrassing for Charlotte is that she's I mean, clear, it does look a lot. Like she's clearly with Jim Cunningham. And that's the that's the most embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, Jim, that is you, too. Thing of all. Well, either of you, one of you has to make a compelling case that you're, you're not uh, featured in this picture here because I'm saying the two of you. I look at you every day. That's you. Uh, okay, my compelling case. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> Jim, <laughs> God damn it, you're not supposed to tell everybody. <laughs> I mean, also, imagine. does it look like top of the hub at the top of the Prudential Center in Bob John Hancock, wherever it is? It looks like they're at some like tourist situation and the guy's wearing right. cargo shorts. Also, I don't like her sweater. I wouldn't wear her sweater. Well, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have my hair in a messy bun at a nice restaurant like that. Well, one more time. Pull that up, Jim. I got to see this. I got to see it real quick. <laughs> All right, that's for sure you, Jim. And that's definitely Charlotte covering her mouth. She's like, oh, I'm busted. Um, Wait, ready? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What else do we need to see? I don't know who the other two are. I don't know. That's, I just, the thing be, for me is I resent when people do this in public, this sort of, yeah. this sort of jive, because then I have to react. 
And I don't like being tasked with having to pretend that I care about other people's stuff. They're strangers to me. And Charlotte, (laughs) clearly more empathetic in that image than I would be. I hate that being jammed up in that spot of like, hey, we got engaged, you know, like 12 feet away from you. You should react, stranger. Like, I don't like when people sing happy birthday in restaurants and then they're near me and I have to like sing along like I give a crap about that. Like, you ever go to Benihana? We go there for the kids' birthdays every year because they love it. And, you know, they're little kids, so we sing to them. But I don't like when a grown-up is at our little table with the guy doing his show, and then they sing happy birthday. And then I have and then I'm obliged to sing happy birthday and pretend right. I care. I don't I don't I, I don't like I once went to Blue Man group about like 25, 30 years ago or whenever that was. And people are like, oh, you got to go see the Blue oh, Man. I hate it's it. so great. Dave, and then, I hate and, Blue Man. Group. I, I can't stand it on many levels, but the worst part of it was <laughs> towards the end when they're like, hey, you got to be careful because you never know. You might be part of the show. Like, no, I don't want to be a part <laughs> yes, of the show. Okay. Don't, the, the, I came to see you. Don't don't put the the weight on me. I'm just an right. audience member. I paid. I don't, you don't give me money. That is give me my, my money back. And so the one thing I will say is that if that were to be me in that picture, I would be horrified instead of excited. I mean, I'd be excited for them because like do whatever you want to do. But to me, the worst I would hate to be proposed to in public. I've often said I've made so much fun of people who propose to other people at um, public events or sports games or whatever that like it's my fate to be proposed to at the shittiest team's mm-hmm. preseason game. Right. Like that's right, let gonna- me let me just put a button on this because we have Bobby Carpenter waiting for us. But that is definitely to to just conclude that is definitely you you're being snarky hiding from laughing at the romantic moment you're covering your mouth from laughing but so i don't know what people are supposed to do but that is you and we'll just uh we'll just move on from there right I'm do you have any other pictures one. of charlotte can we get bobby in here can we get bobby <laughs> let's on the do it let's bring him on let's bring him on we have a special guest here i love him seven years in the nfl namely with my soon-to-be first place dallas cowboys <laughs> Ohio State legend. You could hear him Monday through Friday, 6 a.m., 9 a.m. on 97.1 The Fan in Ohio. He's Bobby Carpenter. Thanks for coming on Extra Points, buddy. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Bobby, what are you more excited about, the big Ohio State win or the the uh, small uh, but maybe big looming Cowboys win? <laughs> small but maybe big. I mean, when you give up 200 <laughs> yards rushing, can you be excited about that if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan? But I guess the same yes. thing you said for Ohio State when you give up you know, close to 500 yards passing against Indiana. So you'll take the wins where you can get them. They're tough to get, especially in this non-traditional weird year. But you know, there's a lot of flaws. I don't know if there's any perfect teams really out there at either level. So you take what you can get. Uh, Bob, you're on with uh, Charlotte Wilder and Dave Damashek. Dave is an Indiana alum. He was uh, very much into the game. He thought they had a chance. They, I felt like, you know, the pick six was a difference. There was a lot of swings there. What What do you think? What was uh, your takeaway from that game? Yeah, you did give up a lot of yards. I mean, it feels like what Penix had four. Penix 50, for the high. He- the takeaway is Penix for the Heisman at least, right? I mean, for real. Really? I, 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 he threw, he put just about 500 on, on, uh, the Buckeyes in the shoe. I mean, what else does he need to do to get the Heisman? Well, I think my takeaway when I look at this, and I was telling people this heading in, like this is a good Indiana team. Like Tom Allen has done a good job building this roster. They believe now that victory against Penn State kind of catapulted them, I think, to where they are now in this belief structure. So when they got down, they weren't just going to roll it up like maybe they've done in the past. And I watched an Indiana team thoroughly dominate Michigan a couple weeks ago. So 
They're good. They have elite weapons on the outside. Ty Fry, Fogel, as you watched him roll up over 200 yards. If you watch him, he's an NFL receiver. He's big. He's physical. He's a great contested ball catcher. And to say that Indiana is the second best team in the Big Ten, like, I think you can say that and feel good about it. And saying that they're legitimately, you know, a top 10 to 12 team in America right now, like, that's also very true. Well, they're only they're only ten or twelve yeah. teams in college football right now, if that. But still, <laughs> let, let's yeah. let's not get lost in the weeds. This is an exciting season for the Hoosiers. Uh, Bobby Carpenter, though, what do you think about? Um, I, I, but you know, as a matter of fact, I've asked your old pal Hawk this before. Why did you guys settle in the forties as a linebacking group? I I, I, I for one, don't care for it. 47, 42. <laughs> Why'd you go Christ. in that direction? I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I wasn't the most highly recruited guy in the world, and huh. AJ wasn't either. And so when we got there, they issued us these numbers. AJ was 34 in high school. I was 13. Huh. And uh, I didn't really feel like I had the clout to go in there and, and change it and ask. And then by the time you're playing and starting, it's like, all right, my parents have some of my old game jerseys. They like to wear them to games. This is kind of what you're known as. And right. by the time I was a junior, I wasn't going to go back and shift. So, you know. 42 is the greatest number in the world. I don't know. You, you make it kind of what it is. Single digit probably been a lot cooler, but you know, I wasn't good enough and I wasn't highly recruited enough to probably ask for that. It is crazy though, that you guys are both, that you guys both not heavily recruited, but you wind up at one of the gold standard programs in college football. You both wear in the forties. You both have the long flax and hair, ha strawberry blondes hanging out of the back of the, yeah. the, the helmets there. And now you're both broadcasters. Did you guys ever talk about that at Columbus or otherwise? Like let's get through this football jazz and then let's talk about it for the rest of our lives <laughs> into microphones. Uh, if you ask AJ this, he'd probably tell you that he always thought I was going to be a broadcaster or something because I love to talk. He's like, you love to hear yourself as much as anyone <laughs> I've ever known. AJ never really spoke much. That's probably why we were such good friends. I, I filled up all the dead air. And so I was kind of surprised when he got into it, but he's been doing a good job. He's very knowledgeable about the game. You know, he communicates a lot uh, really well. So I think looking at it, that was probably the only thing we didn't really talk about. We kind of grew our hair out together and you know, did a lot of other stuff together while we were in school. We had basically the same schedules, but you know, the post post playing career that just kind of worked itself out. You've still got great hair, Bobby. I got to tell you, mm -hmm. he well, knows, right? I you know that, you know, I, I had a coach <laughs> tell me one time and he was bald. So I think he was probably just projecting this onto me when I was like 24, 25. He goes, show me an older dude that's blonde that has, still has hair. And I'm like, right. in the time I like was trying to think of it, I'm like, ah, you know, Robert Redford, he has stand, like <laughs> sandyish hair, like, you know, Steve look, McQueen, maybe Steve McQueen. Yeah. yeah. Like there are some guys, but I, I felt like he was right. And then I talked to my mom and she's like, you know, your granddad had a good head of hair. My dad has a good head of hair. I'm like <laughs> hoping that that holds on. And my thing was, if I can make it to 40, I'm 37 now, if you can make it to 40 and still have a decent head of hair, if you slowly lose it over the next 10 years, like, all right, you had, you had a good good half of your life with it, so it's That's time right. to part with it at some point. You don't want to become. Well, I mean, it uh, can't be like uh, you don't want to be one of these hairband guys, like uh, one of the Poison guys or Motley Crue or whatever, and get caught at like fifty and like you're still wearing it long because now it's uh, it, it, it it's inappropriate to be a man of that age. You you did the right <laughs> thing by going short when you did because right now you'd be really confused. It like Clay Matthews. Uh, come on, man, cut that hair. It, it, it doesn't look right anymore. Well, at some time, like I, I joked, like Peter Pan has to grow up and leave Neverland. I mean, I had yeah. it long for a solid <laughs> decade. My wife hated it. My mom hated it. My family didn't like it. 
And they're like, you look ridiculous with it. So once I got done playing, I'm like, it's time to go into the real world now. I'm not playing kids sports anymore. And you can't be like the long, the long haired dad cruising around, picking kids up from school at like 40 years old. Like it, right. it crosses the threshold to like <laughs> right. you said, you're just a weird guy. Yes. Bobby, would you mind terribly if we veered off of like Jersey numbers and hair for a minute and talked about important things like America's team. The three of us argue all the time who America's team is in the pros it was, and I believe still is the Dallas Cowboys. But what I'm wondering is, and maybe this is too simple an answer, who is America's team in college football? Hmm. What's interesting is, is it Notre Dame? Is it Notre Dame? Is it no. just Notre Dame? Is that is that it? I, I don't know. I, I, who who could it be? College, is it your team? Well, maybe. The college football is so regionalized, so it's so mm -hmm. polarizing. It's a little bit, you know, Yankees, Yankees, you know, Cowboys. You get some of that. Maybe Notre Dame a little bit. The thing is, like, people just don't like it from other regions where you can have, like, a national following somewhat. But, like, people in the North just don't really like, you know, Alabama or Clemson. And the same can be said on the other side. So I don't know if there is a true, like, national team. Like, Clemson was that team, I think, that people liked. They were the upstart team, Dabo Sweeney, you know, nice dude, has a great story. And then all of a sudden they start winning a lot. And then people, all the things that you love, it's like getting married. You know, everything right. that you loved about the person that you were with, all the little endearing things that made them different than you after you've been with them for like 10 years, those things begin to wear on you and become like annoying. I love that you were spontaneous. <laughs> now I love the fact that you, now I hate the fact that you never plan. And so I think that's, that's right. What happened with Dabo Sweeney is Clemson went from America's team and now they're like, can we just get this guy out of here? I'm sick of listening to him lecture us. You well, know, we, we, we tried to explain this to young Charlotte who was recently engaged. It's like, it's about no. to you know take uh. a turn. No, I wasn't engaged. It was a meme, and that's not me uh, okay. in the picture. Right. It's not her. I'm sorry to interrupt. Dabo, though, saying? is like the kind of guy who does the whole, like, oh, little old Clemson, and you're like, you have a slide in your facility net. Like, don't that, you're, it's like how many billions of dollars are in right. it, it doesn't work. It doesn't hold up. So, you know, well, that marriage, I can see that happening. Because well, you can <laughs> only play the underdog card for so long. Like, once you've played in four straight national championships and won two of them, like, no one believes in us anymore. Doesn't work because they have you. They have you ranked number one. You can say maybe right. a three point underdog, but that doesn't matter. It's not like it, nobody believes in you anymore. You have great players. You have tons of NFL talent that that you eventually lose the ability to be the underdog, no matter how much you want to take it. As far as like that the goes, Patriots for twenty. Yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. Well, and now here comes uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and everybody wanted to see Andy Reid get over the hump, and Patrick Mahomes is. So exciting and everything, but I feel like they're right on the cusp of exactly what you're describing. Everybody was supportive of it until then they became an evil empire that nobody could vanquish. And after watching the Sunday night game where the Raiders really looked like they kind of people during the game, was, the Raiders have figured something out here because they have the Chiefs number. And yet Derek Carr with a phenomenal performance and, and everything going the Raiders way and the Chiefs still won. So how should we feel coming off of this game that, boy, we now see that the Chiefs are human and can be defeated, or even when they take another pretty good team's best shot, they're still going to win, and it's inevitable that the Chiefs are going to reign supreme when this whole thing is done? I mean, see, I don't think it's inevitable because the Chiefs played a pretty solid game. Um, Pat Mahomes did a great job converting in long, long third downs. But the Raiders did put out there a blueprint. And just like the Patriots did a couple of years ago in the AFC Championship, you're going to have to run the football, control the clock, limit possessions, and then make them make them push the football down the field and hope 
that you're not giving up these big plays and you know you get them in a third and 10 and eventually you get a sack you get a penalty you get them behind the chains and you can finally steal a possession but if you look at that third quarter like each team held the ball once like you're not going to outscore the Chiefs in a 45 point game and so you need a little bit of luck the Raiders didn't right. get that little bit of luck last night and so forever wins when you beat a great team like that you have to play well you have to use the, the right game plan but then you also need a little bit of luck on your side so it can be done it just you have to get a, a little bounce here and there. Bobby, I know you were rooting for it. Um, I was too, except that I had a lot of money on the Chiefs just to win the game, but it would have been nice for uh, Witt to get the uh, game-winning touchdown reception, right? Oh, gosh. I was like, this is going to be a storybook ending. He gets the touchdown at the end. You know, Hopefully, they find a way to stop him. The unfortunate thing is I looked at the clock. I'm like, ooh, minute 45. Like That, that doesn't <laughs> yeah, look very right. good. I would have liked it to have like 45 seconds. And then you still wouldn't have felt great about it, but it would have been an unbelievable story for a guy who, so as you know, I mean, he's a great human being, played a long time, and you want to see yeah, him have some fun. success. You have to, someone asked me earlier this year, like, gosh, is he, you think he regrets leaving Dallas? I'm like, not right now he doesn't. He's on a team that has a chance <laughs> to win as opposed to what you were watching on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, that team could go far. Let's talk about the Cowboys real quick. No I don't even know what I'm rooting for. People like, why do you want them to come in first place? They're going to get the 15th pick in the uh, first round. By the way, I think you were around 13, 14, right? What, is that what we 13? I think it was 18. Were you? Oh, 18. Okay. All right. So they may, if they win the division, get around the 18th pick uh, and pick up a first place schedule for next year. Like, why are you rooting for them to win? I'm like, I don't know. It just seems natural to root for your team to win. I don't know. <laughs> I can't, I can't kick that weird feeling what do you take away from this Cowboys team? Uh, I take away the fact that, you know, there's a little bit of roster issues, I think. I mean, they've, they've suffered a ton of injuries. Like, let's not get that twisted. But, you know, right. they brought Mike McCarthy in to kind of be a guy who's won before who could take this team and win immediately because they felt like he had that experience. Well, that doesn't necessarily look to be the case. And if you win the division right. at 6 and 10, like, you're just going to get ushered out of the playoffs in the first round. Like, you don't have a legitimate shot to win at all. And so, I'm not saying root for them to lose, but when they do lose, Sal, you don't have to be so miserable about it. You can say, hey, this is helping us prepare for our future. It's an investment in the future. Okay. If you will. All right. It's a win-win when they when they lose-lose. Yes. I, I accept what you're saying, Terry. It's the yeah. 401k of football. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what they are. Um, real quick, Joe Burrow, staying within your uh, home state. Very sad. Got a uh, got knee injury out for the year. They talk about these players coming out early or coming out just when they can to protect themselves from injuries in college. I wish there was a way to avoid it in the pros because, you know, and obviously a fluke thing could happen anytime, but the fact that they couldn't protect them all year, anybody watching knew like, this is just a matter of time. This was going to happen. Right. You know, and it's a freak injury. That stuff happens. It's part of the game, mm -hmm. but it's like when my kids keep leaving their iPads on the floor, when someone steps on it and cracks it, they're like, it's an accident. Well, yeah, it is but you also set yourself up for that accident. <laughs> they haven't been able right. to protect Joe Burrow all season. He's been great. He's been tough. He hangs in there. He takes shots, pushes the football down the field, does what he needs to do. And then you just leave him out there. And it was, like you said, it was a matter of time before something was going to happen. You don't wish it was going to be that serious, but there was no way he was going to make it through this season without missing a game or two, just based upon the number of shots he, he took. And now you only hope is he's able to get back to what he was able to do this year because man he could be a pretty pretty special quarterback i think in this league
What do you say um, with, uh, so from last year's first overall to, you know, the Cowboys probably just played themselves out of having a shot at Trevor Lawrence, but is it definitely Trevor Lawrence or is it Justin Fields? Because I feel like this is one of those ones that is, we get into late February, into March and, you know, pro days and all of that. I, I mean... Fields has that weird bounce of like in the pocket where he's in one place one second and the next he's he's five yards over that Trevor Lawrence doesn't have and he's and he can make plays with his legs. Is Trevor Lawrence definitely still the number one guy? I think he is at this point. I mean, Justin had a rough game on Saturday, but that's one. Now, if it continues on, you know, he throws bad interceptions again, then then you need to be concerned about that. But I'm willing to let guys learn. Trevor Lawrence had, has had a few bad games through his career, but he just has a larger sample size and body of work. And if there's one thing that NFL GMs and coaches like is certainty. And so when you have a greater uh, greater body of work to be able to examine, you feel more confident in that pick. And so if by no other reason at all, I think he'll probably be number one just because they'll look at it and you feel more comfortable and confident with everything that's going on. You got to get in his ear and let him know, though, he's got to cut his hair when he gets to be like 26, 28, because we don't want to, you know, like, <laughs> cover it He can already. ride that out for his playing okay, career, okay. Dave. <laughs> it's got about five years. Bobby, uh, thanks for joining. I did one one more thing, and you pointed it out. It's it's a, it's a weird. What's First of all, you didn't want football to come back, right? Oh, come no, on. No, I'm kidding. I've got, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Of course. <laughs> no, you were in the forefront. You obviously wanted. You were those, and I'm glad you did. You pushed for it to come back. But you did point out, rightly so, that, it's getting weird now. So Minnesota is expected to play with 20 COVID cases, 20 guys out, and Maryland gets their game canceled with eight. There's really no rhyme or reason for any of these. I don't know what I'm at. Like, maybe what, what does the next month look like for this? Can they keep this up? Or is someone just going to finally say, hey, this is ridiculous. 20 guys out, you can't play. Eight games out, you can't play. Nobody's playing. Well, I guess the thing, the problem I have is there's no, like, guidelines. They, they gave some guidelines to the schools, and then they just let them do what they want anyway. And Dabo Sweeney called out Florida State's athletic department about it, saying it wasn't about COVID. It was about them not wanting to play the game. And so I think that that's the issue there is, hey, I understand. If you've got, like, 25 players out, that's fine. You shouldn't have to play. But also, there's a, you cross a threshold. But then if you have eight and you just make the decision you don't want to play, that's not that's not a cancellation. To me, that should be a forfeiture. And so right. you just need some sort of guidelines to where, hey, once you cross this mark, then it's then you're able to sit to cancel the game. Before that, hey, everybody's losing players. You got to make do with what you got. I think you should be the guy. I think you should be just that guy. You have the hair, you have the weird number for a linebacker. Get out there. Bobby Carpenter. You could do it, right? <laughs> I, I could try. <laughs> But he might have to Bobby, go with they, Bob, though. Like, because if he takes an authority, uh, yeah. a, a position of authority, you can't really be Bobby. I don't think. I think you got to transition into oh, Bob. Sure, you can. can you? No, Would you, you do can, that? Yeah, I think that I think more men should be brave and keep the keep the Y at the end of their names. I don't like when you've been like you know, if you've been Bobby your whole life, all of a sudden being Bob, it's like, come on, you're Bobby. Yeah, my well, what's interesting is your dad is Rob Carpenter. I played in the league for many years for the Giants, running back. Was he ever Robbie and then switched to Rob? He or did. Was he always Rob? He did. Yeah. My grandpa was Bob. So, like, I just kind of took what I, I had, the cards I was dealt, and I played them, you know, best I could. Do you feel bad you when you see that old NFL films highlight in Three River Stadium and frozen uh, playoff games when Rob gets when your daddy gets wrangled around the ankles and he's just held in place and you see Jack Lambert coming from 20 yards away at full speed and he knocks him down. Your old man gets, 
your old man's PO'd about that one. It always is a pretty funny one. Like, come on, man. You see, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. And La- Lambert hits him anyway. Do you guys watch that battles, on a loop? Though. Those are tough battles. He always loved to play the Steelers. That's great. He almost knocked the hair off of you. You weren't even maybe born yet, but that's uh, interesting. Uh, Bobby Carpenter, thanks so much. 97 won the fan in Ohio. Listen to him Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Thanks for coming on, pal. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Bobby Carpenter. What a guy. Still got the hair. You're right. The number. Delightful fella. He's, uh, he's, he is. Charlotte, he really you're is. 100% correct, too, by the way. I've, I, I've in fact, talked about this with one uh, one of the two late night hosts who goes by the name as a grown man, as Jimmy. If, mm-hmm. if uh, Kimmel or Fallon in like their teen years because they felt peer pressure and like, I'm grown up now. Stop calling me Jimmy. Call me Jim now or James. Like that's a big decision that a 15 year old makes in life. And you screw yourself with that. If either one of them, I, I, I posit had decided to go by Jim, they would not have wound up hosting a late night television show. Jimmy is mm. a well, defining Jim characteristic. Kimmel, it's too close to Kim. Jim, Kim, Jim Kimmel. It has to Jimmy breaks that up. Yes. Yeah. So congrats so, to Jimmy for having a good name. But are you saying that maybe if uh, he had made a little pivot, Jim Cunningham wouldn't be producing this low rent um, <laughs> podcast and maybe be <laughs> he'd probably maybe hosting be, a late night talk? He'd be show? much better off if he would have just gone with Jimmy. You know, like, Jimmy, Jimmy Cunningham. Jimmy Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Now, can we call you Jimmy Cunningham? It's done. Jim Cunningham. Yeah, a lot of people do, but my dad's they Jimmy do? too. So. Oh, your dad. See, you got it. That's a problem. Dad's comfort. So, like, Bobby's dad was Rob, so he had to be Bobby. Jim's dad is Jimmy, so Jim has to be. You can't have two. Really? Although my dad, my dad is a junior. Your dad's Charlotte. Was, You're Charlotte. My, my dad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I what always say, like, all you need to know about Stephen A. Smith is that he goes through life. Like that, nobody would call him Steve. Hey, Steve, like I, I guess Stevie Smith. I think you call him, I think to his face, it's like, hey, Stephen A. Like nobody's like, oh, come on, just call me Steve. I, I, I don't get the impression he's it's one branding. Of- it's branding. Stephen A, yeah, please. It really is. That, I mean, come on. Um, silly. Let's get to some other names here. Oh, boy, we, we covered a lot with uh, Bob or Bobby Carpenter. I don't know what, what his name is, but uh, real quick, my team is back in it. Until Thursday, they're three and seven. We see big celebrity fans making dance videos because the Cowboys are three and seven. It's very interesting. Um, Again, as I pointed out with Bob, I have mixed emotions here. I obviously don't want the first place schedule with this this buffoon uh, team. Um, And I also think they're going to blow it on Thursday, even though they're a slight favorite, according to FanDuel. They're like a two and a half point favorite. Uh, I don't know. What more do we want to say about this division? I guess we keep waiting for the Eagles to creep up, but um, could it be Danny Dimes' division to take? Uh, yes. That, yeah, that's what you think, yes. Charlotte? Yeah. That's what I'm, I really, I think that of all of these teams, the team, I mean, I guess the Cowboys did look very improved this this week. I was surprised that they managed to beat the Vikings when Dalvin Cook has been on fire the way he has been. But I feel like overall the Giants have improved the most and Danny Dimes has impressed me as a quarterback more than I thought he was going to, which is why I think the Giants could maybe do it. But it's kind of impressive to me that, you know, it's like all of the NFCs got together and we're like, okay, we're all going to suck. We're all going to have better (laughs) draft picks, but 
we're going to still be in the running to win a division. And the fact that one of those teams hosts a home playoff game is just the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. One of them will probably host against the Buccaneers. But Dave, my Cowboys, love them or hate them, they're in every game if Zeke Elliott could run, rush for 103 yards, right? That that was the difference for me. Yeah. Um, I think to philosophically to address um, your conundrum here of like, we ain't winning mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Um, so right. what, so then what's the point of getting into the playoffs at all then? And I kind of agree with the spirit of that. Um, but I feel like also if, if you can refer back, I, I can refer only, I guess, to my emotions on Saturday, watching the Hoosiers take a shot at Ohio state and play themselves back into the game and almost rally. And I can tell you, I did not feel all that depressed, frustrated because they probably, they're like. One to maybe legitimately six plays that could have turned that game and actually Indiana University could have gone into Columbus, Ohio and beaten uh, this powerhouse team. But I came away from the game not terribly depressed because I had no expectation. It goes back to the curse of Sposta. When you're liberated from being the team that's supposed to do anything, it's fun. If you get into the playoffs at seven and nine, your game is going to be, you'll be the division champ. And that then means that you're going to have Tampa Brady or maybe Russell right. Wilson or I mean like you're going to have a high the best wild card coming to town with a puncher's chance of of defeating them <laughs> with Zeke Elliott you know he can maybe grind you grind the foe into the ground and you have a legit pass rush and all that and you win a playoff game it'll be something that you hold dear really 10 years 30 years from now that special year of 2020 remember when Andy Dalton we beat Aaron Rodgers in the playoff or whatever, you know, it'll, the, 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 it's something to root well, for. I, I think it's fun. I liken it. I liken it to when Seattle hosted New Orleans. New Orleans was a nine right. point favorite. It was a wild card game and the beast mode and the highlight that, like you said, you'll remember for 20, 30 years. Cause that's a, that's a very famous highlight. Um, Seattle was not supposed to win now, but the, there's one other Thing that I would like to tweak. It's the outside for if I could live in a vacuum, all those things you said are nice. But what about all the outsiders saying your team sucks, your team sucks, this division sucks? And I was on board with that. I was like, yeah, my team sucks. Great. You don't have that on me anymore. Cause for a month now, I've been saying my team sucks. Now do I get back with way counterpoint? Whoa, counterpoint. Yeah, people suck, especially I, on social well, media. They have to be no, cynical, they no, have to be unpleasant. No. They have to take shots no matter what. Nobody can be happy. I was watching the Steelers game against the 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 poor, poor Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, four minutes into the game, there were legitimately Steelers fans out there like, Steelers, they, they don't deserve to win this game the way they come out to play this game. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? For real. For real, I mean it. I, I'm, I'm not comfortable being the glass half full guy in the room, but I have to be here. Journey over destination, everybody. If the Cowboys mm. can sneak into the playoffs, this is going to be a fun few weeks for you now. Rooting All along right. to see if you can sneak in. And you have no pressure. It's Andy Dalton. It's not Dak Prescott. It's Andy is your QB. You get into the playoffs. It's going to be a fun thing for you. I wanted to not get upset on Thanksgiving. And now if they lose, I'm going to be upset. You're going to get upset. <laughs> right. That's I it. Like, That's all I, I wanted like, short term. You yeah. said something talking to Bobby that I... that resonated when you said um you know sorry i want my team to win like the mm. i feel like in the past few years maybe it's always been like this and i just didn't quite realize it there's the mental gymnastics of fans like wanting to lose I, it's almost a, it's like you get 
if you're under 500, you are a bad fan if you don't want your team to lose to be better in the future. But like, Mm -hmm. I do enjoy it when my team wins. Sorry, it's this sort of hardwired thing. So I I don't quite... It's like you're an asshole if you want your team yeah. to win. Yeah, and it's weird with a, like an ownership perspective. You're like, I know everything with those guys is business and it's bottom line, so maybe it's easier for to root for their team to lose because down the road you'll get a better draft pick, the franchise will be worth more, you could sell it for more, maybe thinking long-term. But yeah, for fans, it's a weird thing. You don't you don't have money invested and uh, you, you just want bragging well, rights for a minute. it's fun. Listen, right? if you get to, I mean, there's a decent <laughs> chance you'll get Tom Brady. You know, that that would be it. That would be the best wild right. card. They come to yep. town and you beat them. What a fun thing that'll be. What if it's a, you know, that, all that stuff, all the possibilities. Right. And you, and if you lose to them, you'll be like, oh, well, nobody thought we were going to win the game anyway. So be it. Yeah. Go get, all go, right. let's, let's not resign Dak or maybe draft Justin Field. Either way. Um, but, but, and again, but I look and there's so many teams better than us. It doesn't matter, but I do. You're right. Let's just win and have fun with it. Cause we're not very good. Um, green Bay, Indianapolis. That was a fun game, right? I felt in a way uh, it ended up 34, 31 Indianapolis won. They're atop the, uh, AFC South tied with Tennessee green Bay still in first. I don't get it with Aaron Rodgers because he makes it look so easy, much like Mahomes. He can go up and down the field and make it look easy. But unlike Mahomes, something dumb usually happens. I don't know why he was spiking the ball. It was very uncharacteristic of the two spikes. Like, you don't need to lose that that down. Don't play for the field goal here. You got uh, dynamic receivers like uh, Devontae Adams who could score on a slant route and not get touched, and you'll, you'll get there. But um, Phil Rivers, Dave, he's a Hall of Famer. First ballot Hall of Famer. Apparently. I, w- I, <laughs> I didn't get the memo on this one. A lot of references to get. Uh, I didn't get the memo. Does anybody get memos? What does that? What does that entail? I don't think I've ever Office got space. I don't. What is that? It's from. It's. I think it. I think it became big with Office Space. Oh, okay. Space yeah, says, yeah, yeah. Hey, did you get the memo? Get the memo. Right. right. Do right. they have to update that now? Because I no one's so. getting memo. Like yeah. Physical, did you get my Slack? The and then you just yeah, throw yeah, your yeah. computer the facts, out the window. Right. Yeah. One of those. We should go with fleet. Um, fleet. I maybe fleet now. Yeah. yeah you get the fleet. It, I. 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 Uh, thank you for pointing that out. I, it makes me crazy that they that they spiked the ball there. That kind of crap makes me loco. Ah. And you would think that Aaron Rodgers, who seems progressive and. Uh, minded about uh, pro football and lucid on the field about the situation. And you would think LaFleur also in his ear or otherwise, somebody would point out like it was such a 20th century kind of uh, strategic mi- uh, misdeed to, to spike the ball in that spot. But yeah, it's weird to me that Phil Rivers, I like him too. I, I mean, he's obviously a funny guy and everything. Um, he, it, he, uh, but Joe Buck in, in all the Fox promos and the way, like two Hall of Famers hooking up Rogers and Rivers. Like, when did we transition into Phil Rivers definitely being a Hall of Famer? I'm not so sure he yeah. is. Do, do, is he getting your vote, Sal? I mean, because of course, the practical issue for him is that Eli will not have to say, have to confront is he retired and there's not going to be any competition for him. It's right. going to go, Peyton's going to get in. And then who's going to be there? Eli's going to be sitting there. And if it's like, ah, you know, I won those Super Bowls, Phil is going to be up against potentially Breeze, Brady, Roethlisberger. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's going to be I like, we're not going to put them all in. We can't put all these well, QBs in. I think in. if you, I think with quarterbacks, if you're fairly good and you hang around long enough, people are going to start saying that you're a Hall of Famer. 
Yeah, he's right there. He's right on the cusp, right? That you can't say no way he's a Hall of Famer. You can't. I don't think you can say he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. So where does that leave him? It leaves him in the middle. If he wins some playoff games, obviously that helps. Um, he's had two good weeks, I have to say. They, they, they were asleep in the first half of that game, and then they came out, and the Packers just didn't respond at all until the very end. But uh, that was a fun game. I thought the NFC could get one over on the AFC. It seems so rare nowadays, but it didn't happen. So funny thing about this game is that Aaron Rodgers is one and two when he's leading the Colts by at least 14, and he's 95 and two first ever. So maybe, yeah, that's weird. So I think someone put a curse on. I think he did something bad in Indianapolis one time in Indianapolis. It's like, we won't forget. Mm. I don't like, you know, sure. The new, the new engaged Charlotte is just like making shit up and we have to go (laughs) along with it. But all right, fine. I don't know. I hate this bit. I don't know what this guy did. You get one vote. You You get, you have one vote for two guys. Do you give it to Phil Rivers or do you give it to Frank Gore? Uh, Rivers, I think. I don't know. I, I, I think I'm, uh, wowed by the quarterback. I, I, I know Gore's going to retire. Third, right? He's ahead of Barry Sanders. I, I mean, he is the classic to me. Of it is a great quality to be durable in football, obviously. Mm. But when that's the chief virtue that you've got going for you, I, I find that uh, color me uh, unimpressed. I, I the accumulation of yards is great, but does Frank Gore? Did he ever at any point in his career? Did you ever think like, oh, this is the best in the business? Oh, this is one of the very no. best to do it. Like I never thought that about Frank Gore. Did you think about that about Rivers? Yeah, I did. There, there were stretches there. Okay. When I mean, when he had the the bum knee and the the knock on him, and I think it's a fair knock, Mina Kimes uh, and I have gone back and forth on this many times, and she's smarter than I am, so people will side with her. Um, but uh, she, she, QB wins isn't a stat. Yeah, it is a stat. And here's how I know it's a, why QB wins matter in the 21st century. Because look at who wins the Super Bowl every year. It's those high-end QBs. There's no evidence right. of being. There's no evidence of one of the really great QBs of the 21st century being on a protracted bad team. Drew Brees went seven and nine three straight years, um, and that's about as close as you'll get. And actually, Old Man Rivers himself had some bum years mixed in there. But. Well, but you're, you're going to have to alter that if you believe in this quarterback saturation, because there are going to be good quarterbacks on bad teams for many, many years. If if that is true, what do you think that there's three good ones per class? I don't know. And they're going to fill these rosters. Deshaun Watson um, is the one she held up yesterday as the personification Mina Kimes did as like, look, he proves that QB wins isn't a stat because he's on this terrible team. For one year, when the bill came due, the Bill O'Brien came due, for the Texans. Mm. This is the one year that that happened. If the, if Deshaun Watson is still on a bum team in 2021 or 2022, we can revisit this conversation. Until then, yeah. the guys, the teams that have the really, really good QBs, not the middle class, upper middle class, the really good QBs, those teams are almost 1%. always in the playoff mix. What's that? I get it. It's weird though. Now it's not. It, it, it used to be more like that. It used to be more worth it to buy a house than it is now versus renting. I feel the same way about quarterbacks. Yeah, they they play on good teams. Mm. Joe Flacco has a lot of wins. Nick Foles, God forbid, has a Super Bowl win. So things are really out of whack. But back to your thing. If you're not looking at numbers and you go Gore versus River, something like that, I like to use the word presence. Which t- which player had the bigger presence in his era or her era? Uh, in this case, we're comparing to uh, male NFL players. 
I don't know that either did. I'm not sure that either did. Um, so, uh, yeah. I, Thank you I, for including women. So. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. As a woman in sports, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> What's your engaged, vote, Charlotte? Gore, rivers, engaged, or no? What was the question? <laughs> Gore, rivers, <laughs> no nobody. Question. I know. Uh, I don't know. Hall of Fame stuff to me is weird because I feel like at a certain point, if you do hang around long enough, you're considered. And I don't know how yeah. to weigh that against someone who might have been better, but didn't stick around long enough. So wasn't considered. And I find it weird to compare different position groups choosing yeah. one over the other. So maybe I maybe I'm just terrible at, at, at talking about I'll, sports because I'll, the whole point is that you have convictions no matter what. But um, I <laughs> guess I go I guess I go Rivers. If I'm Frank Gore, though, in defense of Frank Gore, I'm saying, hey, Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, me, I'm number three. And uh, all you people are saying, oh, it's because of longevity. Look at all the research, assholes. Guys are going down after three years because of head injuries. What more do you need to see? Yeah, I stuck around a long time. I want credit for that. I want to be in the Hall of Fame. That would he's be also, my push. He's also a nice guy. Doesn't that right. count for something? I uh well OJ's in the hall. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know if it I don't know okay. if it counts. All right. Well. Let's move on real quick. Casey Oakland, we talked about a Bobby Carpenter 35-31. I think two things happened yesterday. I think we have an MVP. I know it's too still early and if Mahomes gets hurt and is out the last month, he's not winning MVP, but FanDuel has him at minus 120 to win MVP. Russ won Fell off a little, though. Kyler fell off a little. Rodgers could have taken, taken a step in the right direction yesterday. He fell off a little. I'm going Mahomes MVP, and I'm going, unfortunately, for Joe Burrow. This is more of a lock. Minus mm -hmm. 650 on FanDuel. Justin Herbert to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think those two are pretty much locked up those awards. Think, well, I think with Herbert, because, I mean, we can talk about Joe or we cannot talk about Joe. I'm just so sad about Joe. But I think with Herbert, he... I was shocked to see that his numbers were were so much, not so much better, but better than Joe's. And I think it's because he, maybe because he didn't start and maybe, or he wasn't supposed to be the starter, but, and the Chargers haven't been great. He sort of snuck under the radar a little bit, but he's, my God, he's been putting up amazing raw stats. Right. So, I mean, I, I'm glad to see he wasn't like Samson and the haircut didn't take away all his power. Yeah, no! yeah and we said, I forbid we, we, it. Well, we saw it. We knew he was going to pad it against the Jets. What are you forbidding? He's offensive rookie of the year. Who's it going to be? I, I, Justin Jefferson? Yeah, I didn't. I can't believe we didn't bring that up to our friend Bob about the Justin Herbert getting ahead of the thing with the haircut. Oh, yeah, there. that's right. Justin's oh, a weird. Yeah, we talking a lot of hair. He's already hampered with a, uh, a name that's good for a baby, but not good for a grown up. <laughs> Justin? Justin? Justin isn't a good name for a grown-up man. I mean, it's a sure it is. It's a weird for a baby. It's what cute. For That's, it. This is one I don't agree Toby, with. Toby, Toby is a like oh, it's a cute name for a little baby, but not as a grown-up. You don't want to be grown-up. No, it's not. That's garbage. Toby's a fine name for a no. man. <laughs> no, it's not. But then, but well, it's a weird name for a baby or for a grown-up is like Troy. Troy is like isn't good for anybody. You shouldn't be Troy the baby, and you shouldn't be Troy the grown-up. Neither one is good. But right. anyhow. Um, I digress. Uh, what were we talking about? Um, the, the, nothing, the Chiefs. I feel matter. like, oh, what I got to say is in the QB league and people always bemoan like, oh, you could never get a vote for anybody other than a quarterback as the MVP. Why must we apply that same measure now to to rookie of the year? I, I, I must throw out at least one name here. Chase Claypool, who is tracking towards historic numbers in terms of touchdowns and you know let's see how it plays out here but 
there are other rookies out there having uh, gangbuster seasons, uh, especially at the well, pass catcher point, spot. There are a bunch of point, guys having having big years as uh, rookies catching the ball. How much, though, does it factor in a good team or a bad team? Is Justin Herbert more impressive because he's been on a team that can't get it together, or is Chase Claypool more impressive because he has the stats that come from being on a good team? I'm not saying he's not great. I'm just saying... How do you balance yeah. like the workload that they're being asked to do in terms of and still I think, succeeding I think, uh, under those circumstances? By you know by those um, by those measures that would you know in terms of um, in the generation how do those numbers ca- I, and could be Justin Jefferson or any number of other rookie pass catchers? What a catch by by the way by C D Lamb to really maybe legitimately swing the tremendous. Cowboys season. That was a crazy tremendous. that was a crazy grab he made. But anyhow. Very exciting. Yeah, the losing team. It it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as much for rookie of the year your team's uh, success as it does MVP for sure. If Justin uh, Herbert, if Justin Herbert at at the end of it has numbers that say, "Wow, we have not seen a rookie QB put up these um, these important uh, by these metrics, no one has matched these numbers in the last ten years." But every year we have a, a good rookie or three playing QB and if somebody has you know I don't know if Chase Claypool is a for instance has 14 touchdowns as a rookie then that would be a historic need and then that kind of stands out and maybe is worthy of the vote there but the question that I asked uh, Bob Carpenter I ask to you now how are we supposed to feel about the Chiefs now as I have been saying for the last couple of weeks that number one seed man is everything if the Chiefs have to go you know, if they have to play a home game against, let's say, the Raiders or the Titans or somebody like that, then play yeah. another home game against, let's say, the Bills or someone like that, then go to mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Boy, that's a that's a very different path than playing the worst playoff team in the second round left and then another home game. That's I mean, it's it's everything. Do you think Absolutely. reasonably anybody is going to be able to knock off these Chiefs. And I guess what we're really talking about is uh, is the Steelers at this point. Yeah. I think, like Rob said, you have to extend it. You have to make them score every possession, right? And uh, I, I was wrong about it. I know Jeff Schwartz was wrong about it. I thought that was going to be like 47-20. I read the writing on the wall. Uh, Andy Reid, 15-3 and after a bye. Great coverage. 4-1 cover after a bye. Three of those against the Raiders. My God, they did a victory lap in Arrowhead when they won. It all pointed that the Chiefs were going to come out and uh, mm-hmm. and thrash them. By the way, the Raiders' defense didn't practice at all. Three of their guys were out. What what the hell? Well, how did they, how did they stay in that game? And and Derek Carr had pretty much what we saw during his what was going to be an MVP year from a few years back. Really didn't miss on anything. That's kind of what you have to do. It was kind of like the same game they played against the Chiefs the first time, and that's how you have to beat them. I mean, Mahomes was like, what the hell's going on? This is supposed to be easy for me, I thought. Well, the Raiders' O-line was also incredible. They gave Carr so much time in the pocket. They let him make smart decisions, and it just goes to show how important that is, which you'd think maybe the Bengals would have figured out. But um, I have to say that the matchup that I'm – I'm most intrigued by is is Steelers Chiefs. I woke up, I would like I woke up this morning thinking about who would win Steelers or the Chiefs. And I I truly it's a have, fun one. I truly don't know. My takeaway is that I think that it's not I everybody says what what Bob said. You gotta limit possessions. Yes, that's true, and you have to turn the Chiefs over, and that's true. But the idea, I think what has been insinuated into people's heads is like 
play keep away. You got to dominate time of possession against them. I don't think that that's really the answer. I think you're you're um, that you're putting a ceiling on your ability to beat. I think you got to to some degree be able to shoot it out with them. I think you got to get into the 30s yeah. yourself. And I I do think that the Steelers are one of those teams that and you watch the Chiefs defense and you realize Honey Badger is the personification of ideal 21st century defender, which is to say hybrid and turns the other team over a lot. And, and he's and he's, uh, you know, sort of a, a chess piece who moves all all over the place. I also think that Roethlisberger with that collection of pass catchers, forget running the ball at all. I think they can just that I think there's a chance that they could legitimately kind of shoot it out with that defense and then sure. try and turn over Mahomes a couple of times over the course of 60 minutes. I think that's the way you beat them. Well, yeah. I mean, everyone's beatable, I think. Honestly, I'd be most surprised if the Chiefs went down but and the Steelers, but everybody else if they if they tanked in the first round, well, I guess whoever's playing the Cowboys or the NFC East team. Um, the, those three teams really should advance everybody else. I'd be like, oh, that's interesting, but wouldn't shock me. But I want to remind you that this year, Crown Royal wants to remind you and remind fans how important it is to help keep their beloved community institutions and small businesses open in partnership with the Main Street Alliance. Crown Royal is giving back to help preserve important places, including those that can make our sports community special. Join our efforts and be sure to crown your sports bar. And right now, it's time for the Crown Royal Athlete of the Week. I'm going to look back. Charlotte is going to look back. Dave's going to look ahead to the Monday night game. My Crown Royal Athlete of the Week, Mark Calloway, otherwise known as The Undertaker. Yes, he is an athlete, and he is now a retired athlete. He announced on Survivor Series last night. He's hanging it up. It's time to put this character, possibly the greatest gimmick, in all of pro wrestling to rest 21 and 0 21 straight WrestleManias. He was victorious at pretty good Won multiple titles, won a Royal rumble. And most importantly, pillow fought me on Jimmy Kimmel live. I think it was our first year. I think it was 2004. He pillow fought me. And what's interesting about that, our executive producer and friend, Dave, Daniel Callison thought it'd be good to liquor him up. I think he took him in the green room and gave him some crown royal before the pillow fight, which was not good for me because Mark Calloway already has a foot and a half on me. And uh, we battled it and we battled and battled and our pillows got, uh, we got tied up. I did get him with the down up. That's all I ever want in these pillow fights. I would pillow fight a lot of the big athletes and uh, the audience had to vote and I was uh, victorious. And then I hit him with a shot on my way out. But we all took a water break afterwards. It was good. I salute you, Mark Calloway, as my athlete I've, of the week. Charlotte. I've witnessed Charlotte Sal's okay. I've witnessed Sal's yeah. uh down up move. It is impressive. You would think uh that this would be something that has no value as a grown-up. Oh contrary. Yes. I, I I've <laughs> seen him make uh, several other grown-ups pay with his down up move. Larger human beings. You would think that most of the things we do for this job would not apply to grown-ups, and yet here we are. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I've cornered the market with that. Charlotte, who is your Crown Royal Athlete of the Week? My Crown Royal Athlete of the Week is Derek Henry of the Tennessee Titans. He mm. was the first running back this season to reach 1,000 rushing yards, and he now has 50 career touchdowns. And one of those touchdowns was the reason that Tennessee beat the Ravens in overtime. Uh, Ryan Tannehill's been good, but I really think that and you know, AJ Brown, they've got receivers. They're, they're playing 
they're playing good football down there in Nashville. But um, I think Henry is the reason that Tennessee can be so dominant. Um, the Ravens had trouble stopping the run the past few games, and uh, the Titans capitalized on that with, you know, the best running back, I would say. Um, and they've now lost the last two games to the Titans, largely because of Derrick Henry. So he also wore the best white suit to the divisional round oh, yeah. game last year that I've ever seen. And I think that's important. I think you're right. I think we could maybe label him athlete of the week, maybe three of the next six weeks and maybe beyond in the playoffs. I think he, he takes a look at the scoreboard and is like, oh, we're in this in the fourth quarter. Here's where I do my thing. Oh, the right. temperature's dipping. The guys can't tackle me. Go ahead. Good luck, uh, everybody. Good luck, Ravens. Good luck the rest of the AFC. That's a good pick for athlete of the week. All right, Dave, looking ahead. Tonight's game, who's your athlete? Also looking ahead to next uh, next Sunday in Indianapolis. Again, a massive game, second and three weeks between the Titans and Colts. Can't wait to see how that mm -hmm. one turns out. In the meantime, tonight we talk about Patrick Mahomes um, being the best we've ever seen at the position. But then again, we were saying the same thing three, four years ago about Aaron Rodgers. And then there still remains Tom Brady, who we must acknowledge is the GOAT, even though he's not as good as those other two guys. And then there's Russell Wilson, who's unlike anything we have ever seen, and uh, a handful of other great quarterbacks. On the other side of the ball, however, all this talk in the quarterback league of who's, who's the best, one thing that is clear, the best football player is Aaron Donald. Enjoy watching him tonight because he is the gold standard in the 21st century of defenders. There is not probably a very close second to uh, to mm. um, a defender in pro football right now. We can talk about MVP and who's going to get it in the quarterback league. It's almost certainly going to be a QB. Meantime, the best player is Aaron Donald. He's right up there with, I mean, the conversation, he's been around long enough and dominated long enough that you can put him in there with Reggie White, Mean Joe Green, Deion Sanders, Lawrence Taylor, and that's about it. That's a, that's where Aaron Donald ranks right now in his career if he retired tomorrow. That's how those would be the terms. Those would be the people we'd put him on the level with. Enjoy Aaron Donald, everybody. Mm. He's great. All right. Bobby Carpenter is going to uh, be upset you didn't list his name in there, but mm. okay. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. I mean, it's your list, right? Uh, he has best hair anyway. Uh, yeah, there you go. Aaron Donald. Watch him tonight. And that was our Crown Royal water break. Moderate your drinking on game day. Stay hydrated, stay royal, and visit at Crown Royal on Instagram. All right, Dave, you uh, what? You wet our appetite there with that Monday night game, Rams at Bucks. Three great night games, by the way. Started with Seattle, Arizona, came down to the wire last night. Kansas City and Las Vegas came down to the wire. Are we going to expect the same here? Tampa Bay. Four and a half point favorite on Fandle. 48 and a half is the over under. Which way are you guys going with this? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe I'd take the Bucks, I guess. I got to tell you, she's got that ring on her now. And it's no, just, she's my... getting blinded. Blind, she doesn't even, she, she loses her eyes on the prize. There's a new prize. She's an engaged lady. I'm All not right, even Dave. the one getting engaged in the meme, Sal. <laughs> and it's not me. The idea is that this Jim Cunningham lookalike guy is going to now follow up with a proposal. But so, yeah, well, you know, he's going to have to change his shirt first. So, that <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I guess I take the Bucks. I'm just depressed because the Pats suck. But I think the Bucks. I think they're going to win. I don't know. Yeah, Dave, I like the Rams. I'm going to take the four and a half points. I uh, I think it's close. I think you know both defenses, starting with your guy Aaron Donald, 
going to create a little problem for uh, Tampa, who's not necessarily lining it up in these night games. I think that's true, and it is a weird thing that he's not performing. Uh, we can make jokes about past his bedtime or everything else, uh, Tom Brady, but at his advanced age. But um, uh, but let's not make those jokes because they're lame. So no, I'm no, glad no. that we have not made any of those jokes because that would be that would reflect poorly on all of us. Um, I think that <laughs> Andrew Whitworth's absence is is significant. Um, that you know, this is a recurring thing that we've been talking about on minus three. And Maurice Jones Drew was with us the other day. He's more uh, optimistic about the Rams' ability. He he uh, does uh, the color analysis on the Rams' radio broadcast with mm-hmm. our pal JB Long, and he thinks that they're going to be okay without Whitworth in there. Color me more skeptical. Um, you know, this is the thing. The the why are the Patriots? Why are the Patriots? Belichick. It's a fraud. He's a fraud. He lost half the defense. That's what happened. Just because you put on the hat of that, put that logo. You're not just magically imbued with the powers of the guys who got hurt. The Ravens are struggling. Yeah, defensive coordinators kind of figured out Lamar Jackson. They don't have two-fifths of their offensive line from last year. That's why they're struggling. This is bad to lose your left tackle in pro football, especially if you have a middle-class QB, which is what Jared Goff is. He is not somebody who overcomes those challenges. He Everything has to be perfect for him to thrive. It's now less than perfect. Give me the bucks in this one. By oh, you're touchdown. taking the Bucks. Yes. All right, I'm taking the Rams. And are you? Do all this. Yeah, okay. yeah I'm going to take the well, Rams. Well, if I'm taking the, the Bucks, points. the Rams are going to win. So okay. look at that. Congrats. All right. Charlotte made decisions. The Rams, it's two to one, Dave. They don't even have to play the game now. You're outvoted here by Charlotte. No, Charlotte. the Bucks. Oh, you're taking, I'm the, taking bucks. the Bucks, which means that the Rams are going to win. Oh, I got you. Okay. Well, however, but I'm you not fall smart enough this. to reverse psychology myself yet. So I'm still taking the Bucks. <laughs> you don't have to be smart. You just have to have a little money and a little excitement. And you have to get on FanDuel Sportsbook. Get on that app. This football season is a reason FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Their app is simple to use. They've got great odds on different betting markets, unique fun bet types like same game parlays. Oh, I'm going to give you one in a second. Always on promotions, let you get more action out of every game day. And if you win, they get your winnings safely in as little as 24 hours. And they're going to give you a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Just place a bet on any game. FanDuel will refund you up to a grand if you don't win your first bet. Yes, you lose. You get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in credit. How about this for a same-game parlay tonight? The Rams plus four and a half and Gronk. Under 32 and a half yards. I think he goes three Ooh. for 27. Mm. You're going to get, uh, yeah, you get that. Or you could take the money line with the Rams plus that, and you'll get close to three, three and a half to one odds. I'm encouraging you to do these same game parlays. Why wouldn't you if you get $1,000 back if you lose? Try FanDuel Sportsbook. What are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started. Be sure to sign up with our promo code extra points so they know we sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code extra points. All right, guys. Now that Sal is back to being a Cowboys fan. And I mean, listen, (laughs) I mean, what a disgrace. He wears different hats. Every all Mets, this and that. No, I was all the Cowboys (laughs) won a game. I'm about you. Big Cowboys. Stop. Let me put that star back on my hat. He's protecting himself. That's fine. What was our bet though? What was our bet on the NFC East? Because I took the Cowboys and I think we we settled on $28,000 a piece, right? Is that what the bet was? What did I take? I took the Eagles. You took the Eagles. I took the Giants. All right. But I I'll, didn't 
know that I was spending money. I'm happy you're not. You're gonna win. I'm happy to write Charlotte the check right now. You really think it's gonna be the Giants? No, Joe. I mean, they just got into a fight. I don't know if it was fisticuffs or what, but they they ran out the position coach who was having success at that position. I mean, this isn't a good. The Golden Tates mouthing off and everything. It's just not. That's not long term success. There, you can't keep an employee around who beats you up. Come on. Look at the backstories for these other teams. They're all allegedly. Yeah. Look at look at what know. the Cowboys have left. How about that? Look at look look that what? up and tell me. Well, it's me. about the same. I mean, what the the Giants go to Cincinnati play a what Ryan Finley, whoever the quarterback is now for the Bengals. I know it's it's uh what they have three division games and three non division games. Ugh. I don't want to look at this. What's going to be funny is we we had three shots at it between the three of us, and we're going to be wrong. It's going to be Washington against the (laughs) division. (laughs) That'll be funny. Uh, I can't wait for that to happen. (laughs) The extra points gang at gmail.com. That's where you could reach out. That's where you could email us. We got a couple this week. The extra points gang at gmail.com. David Needham asked, should it really be legal to pull down someone by the hair? In the modern NFL, David from Chicago. Oh, interesting. Um, no, is well, it? We, well, we talked to Bobby Carpenter about the long hair and if you should have long hair and what, how long you should keep your long hair. It is legal now, right? It used to not be legal. Now it's legal. It's right, legal? Dave? I think it is, right? That's garbage. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on here. I, I, you, I, you I don't do even it. remember it being illegal. I think it's jive. I remember when Ricky Williams got tackled by the hair once when he had his dreads yeah. hanging out and he had the gall to bellyache about it. Like not cool to tackle me by the hair. Like, Hey, you're running mm. fast and you're 230 pounds. I, if I'm reaching mm-hmm. out to grab you, don't have the hair hanging out there. Troy Palomalu got tackled by Larry Johnson once after an interception, and he got tackled by right. the hair. At least he had the dignity not to cry about it. If you got the hair hanging out, it's in play, Charlotte. I thought it was once uh, treated as a horse collar. I really felt like it used to used to get what flagged. What are you going to do if like you that? reach out for a guy and his hair's covering up his jersey when like you reach out for it? Like, well, I, I sorry, I almost uh, grabbed your ponytail. That's Derek Be Henry a wants that thing penalty. Yeah. Uh, uh, offense grabbed by the hair. Yeah. 20 yards. Every, everybody would, uh, everyone would grab the, uh, grow their hair long. And if this were the case, right. If you have yeah, an get opportunity, Rapunzel, to- league of Rapunzel. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. right. Rapunzel yeah, exactly. Penalty. Right. It's a slippery slope. That's a great point, Sal. Yeah. That just yeah. grow your hair. Like, okay, fine, fine, Crystal fine. I, get it. I just think it's mean or Rapunzel, get mean. Rapunzel hair. You know, she'd be the first pick in the draft. Nobody could ever touch her. If you had cousin, very it, strong scalp too. Cousin, it like, just like just whole body right. hair. You know, then what? You know what, Charlotte? I think you're right. It shouldn't be penalized, but the referee could fold his arms and just shake his head in disappointment because it is. Yeah, me. he could say, I, yeah. uh, he gets on the mic. He says, uh, "I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> no yards. Continue the game." <laughs> like a disappointed dad. Chewbacca All right. so I don't know would if be that good. helped. The grimace. <laughs> I'm trying to think of people who have a lot of hair. Um, Mike Charmanek, as uh, a says, Hey everyone, love the podcast. Love the banter. Dave's Chris Berman impression cracks me up every time. My video game character would be Reggie Miller from NBA jam. Ah, damn it. That's a good one. Mm, Flying really dunks and catching fire from three. I forgot NBA jam. It's a, my, it's a little before well, they rebooted it, right? Charlotte, they, they have it out now, but it used to be. Glenn Rice for Charlotte, right? I'm trying to think of the team matchups. It was two on two, and these guys would fly through the air, and they would shoot threes, and then 
he's on fire. And then the, they would, the ball would catch fire. <laughs> was it Reggie amazing. Miller? Was it Reggie Miller and, and Antonio David? I can't remember. I don't think it was Rick Smith. I can't remember the, the partners in that, but that's a damn good. We went over our video games and who we'd want to be. That's a pretty good Antonio one. Antonio Davis. Um, I don't know. Was it Rick Smith? Maybe it was Rick. The Smith. Dutch tree. I practiced my Chris Collinsworth Ooh. last night. Oh, let's hear what happened. Okay, <clears throat> hold on. I need to get into the headspace. Um, <laughs> now, Al, here's a guy who you know you come up through the middle and you're thinking there's no way he's gonna make this tackle, and then he. You know, left, right, and then all of a sudden he's down, and you're thinking, <laughs> <laughs> "All right, it's good." Well, yeah, but I still have not, a ways to go, but I'm working. You, on you've got to like you're you're owning it. Maybe like you can't. You're so amused by your observation. Yeah. That's the yeah, that's the hint. You oh, sorry, get sorry, sorry. Ready? Now, wow. Here's a guy who you <laughs> know go. he's coming up the middle. <laughs> I got it. I'm just gonna tell you. I'm just gonna tell you, Al. Like I just gotta tell you, this yeah. guy, this guy, when the ball gets thrown at him, I gotta tell you, he he catches it sometimes. Yeah, there you go. Okay, thank God for Chris and Al. It's yeah. uh, it's getting good. It's heating up. What do you got, Charlotte? You uh, you have a recap coming, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a recap coming out later. Uh, I wrote a thing about how the Bengals needed to do better by Joe Burrow and didn't. So check that out on the Fox Sports app. Uh, I also, we're going to have a fun people sports podcast this week. So please download that, subscribe. You guys should also like tell us nice things about ourselves in the, like to write nice reviews on the Extra Points podcast. Yeah, that would be not? so great. Just make us feel better. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's it. Follow me at the Wilder Things on all at social the media platforms. Things. Yes, and uh, invitations go out soon, right? For the big wedding, the big day. Well, we're waiting to see what the deal is with COVID before we pick a date. I see. Okay, that's mm -hmm. probably wise. Dave, yeah. you're at Damage. Yeah, here's a fun and thing. Well, I, I agree with Charlotte. What people should do in uh, wherever you um, find your podcasts, when you rate them or comment or whatever. Give us a little win play show of uh, of Charlotte Sal Damashek. Like, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, sure, that'll be good. Great. That'll, 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 that'll be make good. us all feel and better. And that won't. Yeah, we'll love that. Any Every one of us will love feelings that. or anything, and then we'll have Jimmy Cunningham read them, and it'll be it'll, <laughs> it'll be a lot. You of You up for that, Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy will do it. Jamie um, Cunningham. And we're gonna do Dave, uh, we're gonna do minus My three early this week, and in fact. At at uh, <laughs> to let you know in the as if uh, anyone cares, we might do a two parter. We might do the first oh. half for Thanksgiving, and then we'll record for another half hour so that you can so you won't be alone on Black Friday. We'll, oh, we'll give you, we'll give you all the picks for the games on the other side of Thanksgiving. That's great. I was going to say uh, all of our podcasts, except for Laugh Lines, are going to post before Thanksgiving on Wednesday. But Dave, if you have the two parter. That along with laugh lines will go Friday. Otherwise, you got the lemon pepper parlay. You got this one. We'll come back Wednesday morning and uh, hit you with some good stuff, recapping the big Thursday games. And you got Jerry and Jen on waiver wired, and you got the against all odds crew. I think Jerry is coming on against all odds to try to help settle this this feud, this uh, bad trade that went down in our league. But um, yeah, we're never going to grow up. Is the uh, is the answer to this? So there you go. Lots going on. We'll be back Wednesday. And just a reminder, even though you may feel like an underdog, please remember you're all my favorites. See you Wednesday.